Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to Proper Madness. My name is Savvy, and I give a unique perspective on mental health by providing tools, guidance, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves as well as our past and present experiences, and in doing so, we can help heal our mental health. I get to speak with a variety of individuals from around the world as they share their stories from their journey through their mental wellness so that it helps others stand strong and use their voice. So like I said, I'm going to start doing some more solo episodes. So today, I'm actually going to be talking about a little bit about my childhood and how and how I learned from a really young age how to process my emotions. If this is one of the very first episodes that you're listening to, there's an episode I did on being a highly sensitive person. Now, a highly sensitive person isn't just someone who has a lot of emotions and is sensitive. Um, in short, our nervous systems are wired to kind of feel things and see things and experience things a little bit more intensely and heightened than most people. Um, so my whole life, I've been one of these people. The great thing about this, I mean, there's a lot of downsides to being a highly sensitive person, unfortunately, but some of the upsides are that with that heightened sensitivity, you actually make a lot more emotional and mental connections with self-awareness and self-development than most people. Both my parents can attest to this. I had a way of seeing the world that was unlike anyone that they had known. I always got lost in the wonder of the world. So I did a lot of sports growing up. I did soccer, I did martial arts, I did golf, I did swim team, I did tennis. Um, I also did um, a lot of other th like artistic things like dance and singing and I played the violin. And if you've heard my hilarious podcast episode um, during my Lyrics of the Mind series. I did an episode with my friend Connor, um, and in that series, in the episode, I actually talked about a really funny story of me playing the piano and how I just kind of winged it in front of 80 people without having anything rehearsed. But that piano story is probably like the best example. I had a wild and free spirit that just looked at the world in a way, and at a very young age, both my parents loved music. If you've ever seen my Tea Time with Sabby series on Instagram and TikTok, you know very well music is something I just, oh, I love. Music has always helped me feel my deepest emotions and em evoke these aha moments and deeper meanings within my life. Spiritually, um, you know, if you're not if you're not spiritual, that's okay, but it might be interesting for you to know this. Anytime I've ever been through any hard time in my life, I swear I'll be driving in my car and kind of wanting like a message from God, the universe, you know, for anyone else that doesn't believe in that, a higher power, looking for a sign. And almost every single time a song would come on that was the exact message that I needed to hear. Sometimes it wasn't the message that I wanted to hear, but the lyrics within those songs always just spoke volumes to me. Music was not only my driving force for inspiration, it was also my way of escape in a very toxic and chaotic and sometimes dangerous household growing up. When I was really young, because I had such a unique way of thinking and being and 
kids would always call me weird. They'd be like, Sabby, you're really weird. Like you're really, really strange. And I would always take offense to it. And then as I got older now, um, I enjoy it. I enjoy that I'm weird and a little quirky and I think differently than most people because I don't want to be like most people. I'm not a cookie cutter kind of gal and I never will be. <laughs> so, so I'm glad. But back then when, when children call you names and do things like that, it can actually be very detrimental to how you perceive yourself. So at school, I was bullied most of my life by really shitty kids. 90% of the time it was by men, it was not by women. I've said that a few times on my platform. And on top of that, I didn't I didn't like the things that other kids liked. For me, I always was interested in in people. I was always interested in how and in what made people think and what made them tick. I was always interested in more artistic things. If a teacher ever told me how to draw something, I would just take it and do it my own way. And then um, teachers would always be like, well, you did it wrong, but she did it. <laughs> she didn't do it how we told her to do it, but she did it and she did it her own way and it, it's okay, it's good. But I also, a lot of people don't know this, I grew up with uh, several learning disabilities. So I was dyslexic at a really young age, so I was always really, really bad in school. Um, I also was diagnosed with ADD, which I feel like most of us have it anyways. And then I was also diagnosed with something called an auditory processing disorder, which is, um, I'm sure a lot of people don't know what this is, but if you've heard about it, you might have an idea. How I perceive things through, you know, through sound is not how my brain interprets them. <laughs> In short, if I if I was at a lecture in class um, and the teacher was giving a lecture on, on whatever they're giving a lecture on, the way that I would take notes is I would actually pick up on other key points of what the teacher was teaching instead of what I should really be paying attention to. So my brain would kind of connect the dots to things that really shouldn't be connected if it was like something like math or biology or chemistry in a more creative class it worked wonders. For me being a creative individual, it's a great thing, right? Because I don't always hear what people are really saying. I kind of hear different aspects and tonations, sometimes like what they mean, if that makes sense. It was actually very hard for me to feel understood by people. It was always very difficult for me to feel like I fit in, and it was always really hard for me to to connect to others because I just was different and I'm not putting myself on a pedestal or like calling myself special <laughs> in the day and age that I grew up in um, if you didn't fit in and you weren't like everyone else no one paid attention to you and they kind of looked down on you for being that way at school it was hard for me I felt very very alone and then um, at home I was in a very toxic household with a lot going on. Um, I've talked on this briefly a couple times, but essentially, like, you know, my, my parents are no longer together. They're divorced. They got divorced when I was 19. Their marriage was very toxic because... Their marriage was toxic not because of who they are as people. They're both very wonderful parents and my best friends. So, my God. They're the best people in my life and I'm so glad I had parents like them. However, 
when you are with the wrong person, and I'm sure anyone who's been in a toxic relationship knows this, when you're with the wrong person, it can bring out the worst sides of, of you, right? If, it, if it's not a healthy relationship, you are not your, the best version of yourself. So that is what happened with, with both my parents, and that household was awful. So I'd go, I'd be at school and amongst my peers feeling lonely, like I didn't fit in, isolated and just, honestly, just, I felt lost and I felt very, very misunderstood. And then I'd come home and feel the exact same way. So I had no escape. I had no, I had no way of, of coming home to myself and having having a, a space to just be me. But the one thing throughout my whole life that always got me through everything was music. I remember coming home from school, my parents would be, would be fighting, there was something going on, or you know, school was shitty, it didn't matter what it was. I got my heart broken, who fucking knows? But um, so many things happened <laughs> when I was young. I would always come home and I'd take my music. And back then I used to have a portable CD player, okay? Um, and I'd get on my little longboard, skateboard, put my headphones on and just go. I just left and I escaped that household. And mus music was my way of feeling at peace. It was my way of self-expression. It was my way of of feeling like myself with myself while being in a world and an environment where I just never felt like I was enough. And then on top of that, you know, I, I still struggled with my depression and suicide and all that. So it was a lot for me to handle, but music was, was my thing. It also was a very key way for me to express my emotions. I had so much anger as a kid because of everything that had been going on in my life. I had a very, very um, long goth phase, as we all know. Never, I mean, some of it stayed. Um, and through that, music, again, was like my best friend. You know, I... If I felt like I had no one, I just put my music on and I instantly felt connected to whoever I was listening to because I felt seen and understood by the lyrics that I was hearing. And it made me feel less alone. It made me feel like someone else actually gets what I'm feeling. And I don't know this person and I don't know them personally, but the musician of whoever created it knows the suffering and the pain that I am feeling and therefore, it, it was easier for me to process those emotions. It was easier for me to sit down and understand what I was thinking and feeling. And to be honest, I think it contributed to much of my self-awareness growing up. And the reason why I think we've all been through experiences like this, and we've all been through moments in our life where when shit hits the fan or chaos happens, we have our own escapes, Music is something that we all collectively share as a human race. Music is a way that makes us feel connected to each other even when we're not with each other. You for sure have listened to a musician and heard their lyrics and, and went, man, I feel like this person's my best friend because they know exactly how I'm feeling and exactly what I'm thinking. Or a couple of little melodies float on by through your eardrums and you go, shit, 
Why is it that those exact tonations have made my heart sink to my stomach and now I'm a puddle on the floor and I'm crying? You know what I mean? It's, it's because it helps us connect to ourselves. When you go to a concert and you're surrounded by people who are enjoying the same experience that you're enjoying, you feel connected to each other. Like you're all collectively experiencing something that you will never experience again in the same way because you will never have that moment back, but it's just so beautiful that, that it, it happens that way. That is the power of music and how it makes us feel more human. We're, we're not always gonna know exactly what we're thinking and feeling all the time. We're not always gonna know how we need to process whatever we're going through, but music can be that tool to do that because it allows you to use something that's easy and that you don't have to think about in order to help you process something. For me, as we all know, I am a writer, right? That's how this platform started, is it started with me writing about what I had been going through, through 13 years of depression and, and PTSD, and how I came through that and how to inspire other people. That's how it started. My writing is what, what was the the muse for my platform. However, writing and journaling are great ways for us to process what we're thinking and feeling in a way that's actually kind of getting them out. So the way that I like to think about it is music kind of is, is like a broom. <laughs> music is the broom brushing all, all the stuff in the corners of, of the spaces of your mind to one area. And then journaling is kind of like looking at what you've just brushed up and going, oh my God, that's been sitting there this whole time and I, I didn't see that. And then it's a way for you to process it and kind of vacuum it up and then put it away so that, you, so that you've allowed yourself to mentally and emotionally process it. Do you really want to be living in a room that's that dirty with all this built up shit that you've never bothered to clean up? No. So that's the power of journaling. It gives you the ability to just, just sit with yourself and talk about your day or whatever you're going through in a non-judgmental space. You should never go into journaling with a plan. I feel like a lot of people don't like journaling because they're like, well, what would I write about? I don't know if I want to write about my feelings. You don't have to write about the, your feelings. How about you sit down and you start journaling what's been on your mind. And you can't sit there and say nothing's been on your mind if, if there's no relationship in your life. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's something to do with yourself. Maybe it's a situation where you're confused and you really don't know how to deal with it. Start with that, just start somewhere. People who don't like to address themselves, I have found, do not like journaling or putting their pen to paper with what they're thinking and feeling because they kinda wanna avoid it in some way. Some people prefer therapy, they don't want a journal, but what if you can't go to your therapist? Then what are you gonna do? I didn't really have anyone that I was very close to for a long time in my life. I didn't have anyone to talk to about what was happening besides therapists for the most part. Um, I didn't really feel seen and understood, but the only person that, that I really felt safe with letting those things out was pen to paper. I think I have like, I still have the, the diaries that I used when I was a kid. I remember 
reading back through those when I was like doing a bunch of therapy for PTSD and just sobbing like damn you know I was just so alone but the one thing I had was a journal the one thing I had was pen to paper and I just was able to convey what I was thinking and feeling and it's funny I always used to hate my handwriting I personally think I have like doctor's handwriting because it's like half cursive half <laughs> half not cursive like print and I can't even see what the hell I'm writing half the time. How how I've evolved over time in not judging myself for that. I used to hate journaling and I still would do it, but I used to hate it because I'm like, damn, my handwriting sucks. I'm like, I can't even read what I'm writing, but does it really matter? Because the only person that's ever really going to look at these things are you, right? So like, don't judge yourself when you're, when you're journaling. Don't judge yourself and think about, am I doing it right? There's no right way to journal. It's just what works best for you. Now, what always worked for me growing up was com combining the two, right? Listening to my angsty music. Sometimes maybe it was just Coldplay. And then journaling. And I found that combining the two was a great way for me to deeply process what I needed to. I'm getting all emotional talking about this because I'm thinking about all the things that I had, I had used this for. Um, with all my bigger traumas that I experienced in my life, right? There were there were times where I did have to write about what I went through. And man, when I didn't want to listen to that sad song that just kind of keeps popping up on shuffle on my playlist all the time, that's when I knew I needed to listen to that song. It's funny, sometimes we have these these songs that come up, you know, maybe when we're working out or just in our car or whatever we're doing. And it's a song that you know is really going to send you into a mental and emotional spiral and you just hit skip. I urge you next time not to hit skip. I urge you next time to keep it on, to grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, and sit down and see what comes up. When I had to process one of my most abusive relationships, it was hard for me to process that because this person was just honestly like an awful human being. Um, I never say that about most people, but there are three people in my life that I consider awful human beings. And from this abusive relationship to relive what I had, what I had gone through was difficult for me to do. It was difficult for me to confront it and I didn't journal about it. I didn't listen to one sad song for months after that relationship ended because I was avoiding it. But I remember going to therapy and my therapist said, you know, have you tried writing a letter to this person? I was like, no. I was like, I don't want to write a letter to this person because, you know, they, they did me dirty. And she said, well, try writing a letter to, to them and see what comes up. So the day, this was like, I think six to eight months after that relationship had ended. And I remember sitting down in my room, opening up my journal and just going, I don't like, I don't really know what to say, but then I turned on some music. And when I turned on music, I instinctively turned on like, <laughs> I think I instinctively turned on like, rock, acoustic 
vibes, you know, not too sad, not too angry, just somewhere right in between. And then I started writing the letter. And when I did, I remember like one of, like a song came on that was particularly emotional. And in that moment is when I really was getting out all the things that I wanted to say and how I really felt. But then when the song changed to something more happy, my mood changed to a, a little light, a little bit more lighthearted. Music has the power to make us feel emotions, right? Even imagine when, even when you're watching a movie, um, there's like a few videos that I've seen, maybe it's cause I'm a dork and I'm, I'm like a film person, but like, but say you're watching a horror movie, when things get scary, I start, I just turn the volume down and then I'm not scared anymore. So I've seen people do this where they actually will do the same thing, like mute the vault, mute the music on the movie and then put a lighthearted song underneath and suddenly that clip is just like hilarious. So when I was writing this letter and the music just changed slightly, my tonation also changed. So I instinctively I actually skipped it and I went, no, we're gonna keep listening to the sad shit just to get this out. And that, when I was done writing that letter, I took it and I burned it safely. And honestly, it was the most cathartic thing I had ever done. And from that moment onwards, it was kind of a turning point for me to really know and understand that the way that I process things is through a combination of listening to the right music and writing it out. As you all know, I had a series on my podcast called Lyrics of the Mind, where I had just musicians on my podcast, and I asked them about the songs that they made and the meanings behind them and what music meant to them and how it helped them in their lives. So I got inspired by that because lately, music has been something that I've been paying more attention to, and writing is something that I've been doing a lot more. And journaling is something that I really had not been great at. And I kind of had to reintroduce it to myself. And the only way I was able to do that was by listening to music and journaling. So it dawned on me, what if I could combine all these things that I know work for me and have just meant so much to me from such a young age and help other people kind of do the same. If you're listening to this on Spotify, I'm so sorry, you're not gonna be able to see this visually, but if you're watching this on YouTube, I made a journal called Lyrics of the Mind. This means so much to me because it's literally the epitome of what has gotten me through processing anything and everything I've ever needed to process in my life. I've given you three questions. Now, what's kind of cool is like I, at the beginning, I, I want you to put your name and then I said, what does music mean to you? Because music has a meaning for, a different meaning for each one of us. If you're a creative person who writes songs, you know, it might have a different significance to you than someone like me who just used it, you know, as an escape and as a best friend in a sense. You get this cool little message that explains to you how to use the journal, which to be honest, just use it however the hell you want to use it. This is for you. This is for you to use to process what you need to process and maybe get a bit more inspired with your journaling and unlock some things that are kind of stuck inside. I have like today's date. You'll have today's date and then song of the day. So you can choose whatever song you want. It, it, maybe it's a song that you've had on repeat lately. 
Maybe it's the song that you've been avoiding and you've been hitting skip on. <laughs> Hit shuffle on your playlist and maybe use the first song that comes up and see what comes up for you. I only give you three questions to use to connect to music and to connect to yourself. And then on the back, I have my little quote. Allow your deepest thoughts to become the lyrics of your mind. We all have a song within us that has yet to be sung. So I'm encouraging you to possibly do that for yourself, you know? Climb those walls of fears and anxieties and insecurities that are holding you back and allow something that you use almost every day, which is music, to be combined with something that we all kind of love and hate, depending on where you're at with it, journaling. The journal comes out on May 12th. It'll be available on my website and on Amazon. So you have two places to get it. Either way, please pick up a copy if you're interested. If not, that's cool too. But please, you know, that might be, it might be good for you to pick one up. <laughs> but other than that, um, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to follow me on whatever listening platform you're listening to this on. If it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Play or anywhere else. Please be sure to also give me a rating because that helps me out and it pushes my podcast to more people. If you're watching this on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe, comment below, say something nice, tell me that you love me. I don't, you know, <laughs> you don't have to do that. But hey, say something cool, you know. Join the community. Let's get a conversation started on this. And uh, yeah, I love you guys. Thank you for allowing me to get deep and personal with you all. And I hope that you all enjoy this journal. It took me a while to come up with this. And it's something that means honestly, truly the world to me and you all mean the world to me. So if there's a way for me to help you guys the way that I've helped myself, then that means the world. But other than that, I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you have to go through the eye of the storm to see the clear horizon ahead. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you next week.